Welcome to Looking Up, a podcast that explores various faiths, spiritualities, and practices across the Malden community. I'm your host, Jillian Hodgson. Today we sit down with Chris Bergen, a tarot reader, meditation guide, and a spirit companion seeker. This episode of Looking Up is a bit different, as tarot isn't its own religion, but can be used in hand with other religions and spiritualities. Chris explains to us how he found tarot, the importance of the work he does in his life of helping other people, and gives us an insight into his unique practice of soul poetry. So if you just want to quickly introduce yourself, um, your name, what you do, the work you do, and how long have you been a Malden resident? So my name is Chris Bergen, and I run Chris Bergen Full Heart Tarot and more. I do tarot readings, meditation coaching, and a handful of other things, including saging and spirit guide connection. I have lived in Malden for seven years now. Great. And where did you move to Malden from? I was actually local. I just moved from Somerville over. Okay. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. And how did you discover tarot and spirituality and spiritual connection? So when I was in junior high school many years ago, I was very obsessed with Greek mythology. I couldn't get enough of it. And my parents found a tarot deck that was themed on Greek mythology called the Mythic Tarot. Wow, okay. And I started playing around with it and and just kind of enjoying looking at the pictures more than anything until I got out of college. And then I really started investing a lot of time into memorizing and learning how to interpret all the symbolism within the tarot cards. And then I started doing it part-time and then... In March 2020, right as the pandemic was starting, I started doing it full-time. I quit my retail job and decided to do meditation coaching and tarot reading full-time. And how did you, if you want to also go into how you discovered, I was looking at your website, Mm -hmm. um, like Spirit spirit Guide Connection and Meditation, did that come from your learning of tarot or how did you discover those things as well? Almost the opposite. I have been meditating since I was about five years old. I started due to actually recommendations from therapists I was seeing at the time. And I learned lots of different meditative techniques and spirit guide techniques from various Native American tribes that I worked with and religious groups. I grew up out on the West Coast and I worked with some Buddhist temples and some just spiritually minded folks that I picked up different aspects of meditation from. And through that work, I was able to start doing spirit guide connection for myself, finding my own and creating a relationship with my spirit guide. And then it kind of naturally turned into a thing where I can help other people do it as well. But I like it for the same reason I like doing the meditation work. It's not based in one faith. It's not based in one style. I help people find it the way that's most comfortable and works best for them. And then they can continue working on it with me or on their own once they feel comfortable. So, yeah, it's a spiritual work, but it's not necessarily religious. I've worked with people from all sorts of different backgrounds. And it's very nice to be able to 
open people up to trust you when a lot of people are uncomfortable with tarot work or spirit work, um, and eventually they really find it rewarding to do on their own in the long run. Yeah. Um, and so kind of like you mentioned a bit about like doing meditation from a young age, mm-hmm. having an interest in mythology from an, a young age, would yeah. you say that you have always had like an interest or were, did you grow up in a religious or spiritual environment or was this something that you kind of found on your own? A little of both. My grandfather was a Catholic theologian and I, you know, love him. It proved what I didn't want, Mm -hmm. spiritually speaking. And so I did a lot of exploration in that same kind of time period when I was about 13, 14, um, junior high, high school, where I was really trying to figure out what spirituality meant for me and what I was going to use moving forward. And the meditation I had done was largely therapeutic up till then. Um, and I found myself being able to start helping my friends and classmates in high school with meditation work. And then I continued to do so in college. So it kind of just felt like a natural extension. Mm-hmm. And then the spirit guide connection for years, I just did it for myself. Um, I have a very strong belief that you can guide people, but you can't make them believe anything. And I always felt that was a little more specific, um, a little pushier. And so I didn't for a long time offer that as a service. But through a lot of work and time, I have been able to work on ways to make it approachable for everyone, um, no matter what your background is or your experience. Um, That said, the two main things I do through my business as a Viet is really the meditation and tarot, a lot of times in combination. Um, because the spirit guide work takes longer amounts of time, multiple uh, ritual sessions. So that can take a bit more devotion yeah. than a one-off meditation session. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you could explain the purpose of tarot. So tarot is a way to find answers and um, guidance on your life path. It helps you reflect on the what's happened before and how that's going to affect you moving forward if you decide to continue doing things the way you have. Um, is there a spiritual element to it? Yes, there can be, depending on the person, or it can just be a way of self-guidance. I know a lot of people, including myself, r- read a tarot card for myself every day, and it's a great way for me to reflect on where I've come from and what's going to happen in the day moving forward. And a lot of times when I pick a card in the morning, it's different than what it is. The meaning is different than what it is in the evening. So it can have a big influence um, just to keep you on your path that you're supposed to be on. Um, For the tarot set, there's two different kinds of cards. There's the major and minor arcana. Major are standalone cards, which have strong independent meanings. And then the minor arcana comes in four sets, like a deck of cards. There's cups, which is water, which is about emotion and feelings. There's wands, which is about passion, that drive, that thing that gets you going in the morning. And then there's swords, which is all about intellect, and cutting away what's unnecessary and really reflecting on what it is you want moving forward. And then there's pentacles, which is probably the most complex of the four suits. It's sometimes called coins. Um, 
It's all about the work you do, the home you make, hobbies. It's all about the physical labor that you do. And then when you do a reading in some sort of combination of the cards, depending on what your question is, it will give you insight on where you're currently at and what you're struggling with and what you need moving forward in order to get where you want to go. So it's not necessarily uh, divination in the classical sense, at least not the way I do it. Um, I'm not psychic, nor would I claim to be. But it does help you realize things that you might not want to admit to yourself and give you the tools to move forward in a way that's healthier for you. Got it. That's amazing. Do you believe that people maybe have like fear of certain cards coming? Like when people pull like the death card and they think like, oh my God, like it's, you know, but how do you feel about maybe cards that aren't positive, but they're negative? And how can you maybe help people in dispelling their fears of pulling like a death card or pulling a negative card? It's funny you should say that because death is one of the ones that everybody fears. And really, (laughs) it's a kind of not a terrible card. Um, There are three real cards that I run into that everybody seems to be scared of. That's death, the devil, and the tower. Mm -hmm. The tower because it looks like it's falling down, being attacked by nature. And then the devil and death for somewhat obvious reasons. But in of themselves, the cards are not bad. It is all about the information the card is giving you. So even on a... A card like death, which does represent something new coming from an ending. Um, Not usually actual literal death, but it is um, something substantial that is coming to a close. It isn't just about the card itself that matters. It's I always ask people, what is the first thing you notice about the card when they first flip it over? Because that information, the symbols that stand out to them, will give me just as much information as the card itself. Mm -hmm. If they're seeing the sunrise in the background on the death card, that means something very different than if all they can focus on is the death symbol itself. So, yeah, there are negative cards, quote-unquote, but I rarely see them as a purely negative attribute. Each card has an abundance of meanings, and it really does depend on the conversation that you end up having with the person as the tarot reader. And you know what's funny? A lot of people just off the bat when I'm doing a festival or say a wedding reception, something where there's a lot of varied people, I will get a lot of people that go, oh, no, 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 just when I offer. Mm -hmm. Because they do have this ingrained fear of tarot. And it has less to do with what might they might be told and this kind of generalized stereotype of tarot being able to tell you your future and you know the terrible things that are going to pass and it's a shame because that's actually not what tarot is it is what it's become in popular media Mm -hmm. but tarot is something that scares a lot of people because of that reputation and i feel like it's my job and the job of other tarot readers to combat that with honest readings Definitely, because I do feel, yeah, with the fear is also this skepticism as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And I feel like it kind of is around tarot and other spiritual practices that there's this sense of like it's fake or it's not real. How do you combat those feelings of skepticism that surround it? Well, I mean, the first thing you have to realize when you're in this business is you're not going to get everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, 
tarot is intimidating for a lot of people and some people just aren't going to be willing and you have to just let them go about their lives and for other people that are more hesitant the best thing you can do is honestly work with them personally when i work with a client on a tarot reading i let them touch the cards i let them interact and i let them tell me as much as they want to as much as they're comfortable with but it's funny because some of the people that are most resistant to tarot in the beginning become the most enthusiastic about it because they're seeing things that they might not think about otherwise. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're just not as spiritually connected or they just are in denial about something. But there is something about having somebody in a position of <laughs> non-authority in your life, somebody who doesn't know you telling you things that do have an impact on you. Mm -hmm. And then you think, okay, that must mean something. It must be real. So oftentimes my favorite readings are people who are super resistant mm -hmm. at the beginning because I feel like it makes the biggest difference for them. Completely. And it's also my, it's, I bet it's a great feeling to be in assistance to helping to open them up it, to those things. It's great. Um, when I have somebody who I work with who's really enthusiastic about it, it's really fun. You know, you can laugh with them. In the harder moments, you can reassure them. But with the people who are more hesitant to begin with, just the transformation over time has its own brilliant reward. I don't know how else to say it. It's yeah. um, just some of the best customers I have are the ones who started out as going, eh, I don't know about mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And they've become somebody who has I've worked with multiple times and... They really enjoy the time we spend together. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to look at my questions. I just want to sure. make sure I'm hitting everything. <laughs> oh, I actually wanted to. I saw on your website mm -hmm. that you do something called soul poetry. Yes. And I wanted to ask you more about what that is and how you discovered it and why it's something that's important to you. Soul poetry is a form of expression. Um, I sometimes call it non-therapeutic art therapy. Um, it's less to do with resolving something and more to do with simply expressing it. A lot of times people that I do readings for or I do meditations for, they feel very blocked up. They can't release something or let go of something that they've been holding on to. The whole point of soul poetry for me is to find an artistic form that lets them express those feelings that they're not used to expressing. And it can come in the form of writing, which often it does, but it can be music, dance, visual arts, whatever really helps them express these things that are bottled up inside that just they're having a hard time coming to the surface. And a lot of times when I do soul poetry, it is with somebody I've done tarot with before or I've done meditation with before as a joint service because there's just something that they cannot bring out of them that's stuck. I mean, we all go through that. And the whole point of soul poetry is it helps you release those bottled up tense, stressful things in your life. And why do you think that it's such an effective form of um, releasing those those tough feelings? When I start out with soul poetry, I always tell them, you're going to be uncomfortable with this. 
it's going to be something that you're going to feel like you're not good at or you don't want to do. And not because it's not entertaining or they might not have a talent at it, but because they're not used to engaging with those feelings. Um, But once they get to a point where they can release them, where they can express them, it helps you realize things that you've been hiding from yourself and keeping within in kind of an inner cage that doesn't have a door. And the whole point of this kind of forced expression is that it helps you release that, open the cage, and not turn back into those defense mechanisms that we all have. Um, But the nice thing is, is there's no one judging it on the other side either. There's not a therapist or a psychologist telling you, okay, this is what this means. That's not my job. My job is just to say, okay, let it go. And when you're stuck in meditation or even trying to figure out a meaning from a tarot reading that you're just not coming to, it is really a great way to just put something down on paper or out into the world to say, okay, I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. And it works particularly well for all kinds of people. Everybody has an artistic outlet even if they don't know it. So Mm. yeah, it's a little bit different and I rarely do it on its own. Soul poetry is almost always some sort of joint service that I work with. That's amazing. Mm. Would you say it's something, I've never heard of it before, would you say it's something unique to your services or are there other people that you know that offer that? Or It is unique to my services. Yeah. I came up with the name um, oh, after, that's amazing. after long discussions with many people mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I, there is a whole... Um, art therapy world, and I'm not claiming to have studied it in distinct detail. I mean, I've done plenty of it in my own therapy in my life, but I have not been trained in it. And so I don't want to go that direction. But as a intuitive and creative person, I do have the ability once I get to know somebody to say, okay, this is what's blocking you. How can you release that? Mm-hmm. So you can meditate better. So you can walk the path you're supposed to walk in a more compassionate way with yourself. So, yeah, that's the whole goal between behind s- that soul poetry is to be able to release and express and be kinder to you. I love that. Yeah. That's really amazing work. Um, I So you had mentioned that you fully had committed to your work in Mm -hmm. around March of 2020. Yeah, great Um, timing. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when did you realize that you wanted to commit your life more fully to your work and to spirituality and into intuitive work? I don't know if that aligns with Mm -hmm. the timing of the pandemic or like what were your feelings that were like, okay, I finally am ready to commit myself to this fully. So there's a few different things. Um, One the timing was ironic. It wasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> meaningful. Um, my wife was in grad school for quite a long time. She has a PhD now. And I worked retail after college for many, many years in order to support her through school. And so financially, it just didn't make sense for me to be doing this work full time. Um, there are definitely seasons when I'm busier than <laughs> others. So um, having a solid income was definitely a consideration. 
the other was that there have been times in my life since the graduation of college to now where I have done more and less of this work with people. But it had always been part-time for years and years and years because part of me didn't believe that it could be a full-time job. Like, it couldn't be something that, I mean, people don't just do this. Like, <laughs> who, who quits their, you know, dependable job to become a terror reader? Um, and so I had convinced myself that over and over again. And I actually went to a retreat in the Berkshires um, a few months, well, about six months before I decided to start doing this full time. And I just felt lost in how to do this and how to have this in my life and kind of be a responsible member of my household. And the woman I was working with just said, this is what you're passionate about. You can do this now, go do it. It's what you're supposed to do. And so after long conversations with my wife um, <laughs> and to seeing if we could feasibly do it, I did end up quitting my retail job and started doing this full time. And then a week later, the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So I got very, very good at doing online tarot readings and yeah. meditation work and uh, very quickly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that was not my original plan. Yeah. But that's the way the world goes sometimes. And have you been since then like happy with your decision to do this? Oh, I've, I'm ecstatic with it. Um, it's sometimes maddeningly inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll be super busy and other times it will be like, okay, mm -hmm. no one really, okay. <laughs> um, but there is a satisfaction that I never had in my life. It also helps that I can devote myself to the work that I'm doing for other people with more of my time. Mm. Um, I have not been able to do a daily meditation uh, since I was in high school before I quit my retail job and started doing this work. And it's beneficial for me and it's beneficial to the work I'm doing. So um, having that time to make your website and mm. really get things off the ground has been a blessing to me. Um, so thank you, wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, would you say that most of the people that you do work with are from the Malden area? Are they from the Boston, like greater Boston area? Well, the original thought was it would be Malden slash greater Boston. But again, because of the pandemic, I have worked with people all over the country. Um, one of my best customers is in Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Do I have a lot of local people? Yes, um, partly because of the summer festivals, which I've been doing for the last this year and last year, and just that's where I've hung my advertisement. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have a lot of local customers, but I have to say it's a little bit more even than I would have thought. I do a lot of online work with people um, that I find through websites like Thumbtack and uh, that just find my business through Google. Yeah. Um, I have a surprising amount of people that check my website from Ireland. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and, you know, as long as I can talk to them, yeah, I can work with them. So, yeah, that's I've been able to do it with people all over the place. That's it's great. It's been quite rewarding. Of course, you have customers from, like, all, all over. over. Yeah. But how does it feel for you to get to serve the Malden community? What, what feelings does that bring for you and... How do you enjoy that? It's fa fantastic. I've worked with some organizations where I've helped them with 
meditations so they can deal with the stress of the pandemic. I've done some tarot work with people that I've met at the summer festivals and just that have found me as a local person. I've hosted a holistic online session with people just in the Boston area and here in Malden. And the relationships I've been able to maintain the strongest are actually people that are local. So it's great to meet up with people at the library or at a coffee house um, or at one of the many bubble tea places we have in Malden and do a tarot reading or just talk with them about things that they're having a hard time understanding from their tarot reading. Mm -hmm. And the best part about it is I have people that email me every week just asking me questions about a tarot reading that I'll have done at the festival or just through our work. And so a lot of the more long-term and consistent contact that I have are actually people that are local. That's amazing. I'm doing a class online right now for how to do tarot reading for yourself mm -hmm. and other people. And the people that are in it are all local. And it's really nice to know that I'm not only doing this work for myself, but for my community. Mm -hmm. It's really helped. So, yeah, it's great to be able to say I've given something back to the community that's been allowing me to do this work. That's so amazing. Um, is there a big, like, tarot and spiritual community in Malden, or is it kind of a few people, or have you found a sense of community of other intuitives in the area? There's definitely a good handful. Um, I mean, in the greater Boston area, there are a ton, mm -hmm. especially once you get up, if you include Salem, if you get up there. But... In the Malden community, I have worked with all sorts of people that are work with the churches or with body work. Um, the holistic online forum that I did, I worked with somebody who did Reiki and acupuncture. And just the amount of similarities between our work really surprised me and really was gratifying to learn about. So... It's really nice to know that even though it's not necessarily a huge community of people, there are a good handful and that I really feel like intuitives and people that do holistic work in Malden really have each other's back in a way that you can't say in all communities. That's so amazing. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned earlier about how a lot of like the work you you do is maybe just sitting down with someone having conversation, mm -hmm. helping them through hard emotions and helping them move through big things. Yep. How do you then take care of yourself? Because that can be a lot to, you know, take on and and as an intuitive like you almost take on those energies and help people through it. So how do you take care of yourself through that? Um well, the daily meditation practice does help. Um whenever I'm going to do something with that I'm working with a lot of people like the festivals, I always make sure to give myself time beforehand to kind of find my center because if I go in feeling frantic, it's not going to help anyone. But there are just practices that I do for myself. I, you know, spoil my cat rotten, mm -hmm. and that helps considerably. <laughs> um, although she loves being on screen, so... so a lot of the people I work with online know my cat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of times just having a group of friends around that have supported me in starting the business and support me in the work that I'm doing has been a tremendous release um, 
for me. I have a weekly game group that my friends and I have put together and just having a creative outlet that doesn't have to do with my work mm -hmm. actually gives me energy to do the work that I'm doing. So. so what do you think that your work with tarot and meditation and um, soul poetry and spirit guide connection, what mm -hmm. do you think that these things have brought to your life that you wouldn't have if you hadn't have found them? I mean, Zen. <laughs> 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 there is a quality of peace and calm that does not come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. um, that I've had to really work on and I struggle with even now. And it has brought a grounded centering to my life that some people would just call peace, some people would call Zen, but it does have this focus and calm that I would not otherwise live with <laughs> in my day-to-day -day life. I feel like my work has given me a lot of confidence that I didn't have before I started doing it full time. I feel like when you feel like you're doing the thing you're supposed to be doing, you suddenly feel like you are correct mm -hmm. in of yourself. And it's not that the work I did before doing this full time was bad or anything. I enjoyed parts of it fully, but there was always this part of me that felt like I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I always came back to this thing of, I'll, I f feel like I'm supposed to be doing tarot that way. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing meditation that way. But, eh, like, nobody does that for a living. Yeah. And then my wife and my therapist were like, yes, people do that for a living and yeah. do it fine. And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, so it has that ingrained confidence of I am doing what I am supposed to be. Yeah. It's just been such a so rewarding and and such a boon for my life that i wouldn't have otherwise yeah would you say that this work is almost like your purpose like it, yes. if you believe in that oh absolutely yeah no this is the thing that i was searching for and that i feel like people in their lives search for every day it's why we're here um and doing this work for myself that I feel that way about has helped me say to other people, you should be able to be doing X, Y, or Z in your life um, because I'm finally doing this mm -hmm. for myself. It's been fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm kind of going a bit off of what you kind of were just mentioning. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've been asking this to kind of everyone I've, I've been speaking to is like, why do you feel that a sense of spiritual connection and however you know you define that um, is almost essential to the human experience I feel like we're all seeking some sort of understanding of the world and even of what's beyond um, in some ways as well yeah. um, even though I know our conversation maybe hasn't touched on that as much but sure. um, what yeah why do you feel like connection in this way is kind of essential to our human experience I think everybody is looking for answers um, be that answers for their life now or moving forward. Um, I am not going to step on the toes of th those people who are, you know, in the religion industry. Um, so I'm not going to say there's a specific hereafter or what have you, but I feel like it all comes from the same root that everybody 
is looking for what they're supposed to be doing, what they're supposed to be going towards. And tarot, for me and for a lot of people I've worked with, has been able to give them the guideposts on that path. It gives them a sense of focus and structure that they might subconsciously know but have a hard time admitting or bringing to the surface. Um, likewise, meditation work is all about finding those things inside ourselves that are hidden and that um, let us live in a less anxiety-filled or stressed-out way. Um, and with that comes an easier reception for those answers that we're all looking for. So sometimes I feel like my work is kind of going the long way around for those answers or just gives them the first push towards those answers. But a lot of times pe that's what people need. They just need that first step. And if I'm able to do that for you and I see you once and then never again, fantastic. If I work with you a dozen times and it really gets you somewhere in your life, that is equally as fulfilling. And especially if my work evolves with you to become, like if I'm doing spirit guide connection work, if I'm doing that soul poetry work, then there is a deeper, more spiritual connection to the world around them um, and to themselves that they get out of the work that I have been lucky enough to experience through some of the teachers I've worked with. And that is just seeing people finally feel them like themselves and have the answers that they're looking for. And even just seeing their life experience reflected in the tarot card reading that I'm doing, it's very fulfilling spiritually. Um, and not only for myself, but for everyone around me. So, And then, you know, they can go off and seek their own spiritual answers, which is why we're all here. It's funny because a lot of times when I'm doing tarot, I don't actually think of it as spiritual work. Mm -hmm. um, and it isn't for a lot of people. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that was fun. Uh, especially mm -hmm. if I'm doing it at a big festival or a fair or whatnot. But um, a lot of times when I'm working one-on-one, -on -one, there's a question that somebody has been asking themselves over and over and over and over again. And even if they don't get the final answer to that, helping them see that there could be an answer and then take the next step through doing a meditate meditation on the reading we just had or expressing something through the soul poetry it brings about this energy mm -hmm. that i feel is inherent in the world around us um, that we can share with each other and support each other with and so yeah i guess i feel like moment to moment the work isn't necessarily spiritual but yeah. in the long run it does have a spiritual result which i'm very happy to be a part of yeah that's amazing i'm really glad you clarified that as well um that maybe it's not fully like a spiritual thing yeah. but it has its spiritual mm -hmm. aspects to it in yeah. some ways tarot in itself is you know it's a tool yes it's not a it's not something, you know, you study, like, it's, there's, well, most tarot decks do come with books, but mm -hmm. um, there isn't, like, scripture that goes with it. It's yeah. not 
something that you're trying to deeply understand or take in morally mm -hmm. um, or ethically. It's just that first push towards something that will eventually become something that is your ethical base or your moral base. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to be kind of at the starting line for most people and then get to see where they develop towards in yeah. their life. Um, and it's nice being able to, w from my perspective, being able to work with anyone. Yeah, I have worked with people of all religions, many people without, you know, a spiritual faith. And I can honestly say on my website and just when I'm working with people, there's no, <laughs> no spirit, there's no religion here. Yeah. This is just me interpreting what it is you need from exactly. the cards or from the work we're doing. So, yeah. Did you bring anything? I did. Okay, I great. Because um, I saw you. Anything. You mentioned that. If you wanna, <laughs> I know it's audio, so maybe if you can describe what you so brought. I brought my tarot deck, um, okay. which I have wrapped up in my cloth. Most tarot readers do have a cloth which they keep their tarot deck in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, which they then use as a cloth on the table. Okay. So you can see the cards better. And um, just so sorry, yeah. a quick question: Do you ever like? Um, like cleanse your cards of energy or anything like that? Or I do. How do you take care of your cards? I actually do saging as well. Great. So I have sa a sage stick with me. Great. This okay. one is actually made out of cedar. Um, okay. I personally, in my practice of saging, which I will do for people, cars, objects, houses, whatever you need, mm -hmm. and moving away from sage as of itself, because white sage is a religious spiritual practice for a lot of native peoples and um, is completely, I mean, it's lovely to work with, but it isn't necessary to work with for the work I do. So mm -hmm. I am moving into other things that I am finding on my own or ordering through providers that aren't an endangered species, essentially. Right. It is a plant we are at risk of losing within wow. the next 30 years. So I am starting to phase out of sage, even mm -hmm. though the practice is still called sage. Yeah. <laughs> but to answer your question, yes, I about once a season or so will mm -hmm. sage my cards just to release any pent up energy. Um, the funny thing is a lot of readers will not let people touch their cards. Um, mm -hmm. I do let okay. people touch my cards because I have a very visual style of tarot reading Okay. Um, yeah. where I will ask them what they see and their answers will affect the reading mm -hmm. will affect what I am able to give them back. And so I do let people interact, touch them as much as they feel like, like I am 100% in it. But I know a lot of people aren't. They want to keep only their own energy as a reader. Yeah. It's a stylistic choice, you know, whatever works and what for people. Is there um, a significance to the cloth? For some people, yes. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times a tarot reader will say, it, is designed to keep your energy contained within mm -hmm. the cards and your connection to the cards. Um, other people just like it because it's useful. Mm -hmm. uh, they always have a cloth ready to go. Yeah. Um, I'm somewhere in between. Okay. I do think that I have a connection to this particular deck. Mm -hmm. This is actually the first deck. This is the one I got <gasps> in junior high school. Oh, wow. Um, I actually have two of the same deck. One that I use personally for myself every day, which okay. is this one and then another one that I use for big events. So my website is chrisbergenfullhearttarot.com. Um, 
there you will see information about all my services and links to all my social media, including YouTube. I have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have not yet taken the leap into more than that, but mm-hmm. at some point, possibly. Um, and then for my Full Heart Tarot on YouTube, I release a Monday meditation video every week and an All About Tarot video every Wednesday. Um, most of the tarot videos are one to five minutes long, just talking about something either that somebody has asked me on my social media or that I think is important to talk about. And then my meditations vary considerably depending on what type of meditation it is. I've done everything from just background, like ambiance that you can use for your personal meditations to guided visualization meditation, which is what I was first schooled in, to mindfulness and ASMR, which are more popular right now in the world. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. That's great. But full heart tarot everywhere. Amazing.